4: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Hey! Hey! hey. <laughs> Caroline, she's a queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's getting real, not afraid to feel. Take her soul to soul, just let it flow. No one can do it quietly. Caroline. It's time for
3: Caroline. Hey guys, I'm so excited. On this episode of Get Real Podcast, I have the amazing, heartfelt Deanna Daughtry. She is so vulnerable and so raw on in this interview. She's the wife of Chris Daughtry, who we all know from American Idol. He's such a superstar. And Deanna is such an incredible person and for so long she has not shared her story out of fear of what people might think just wanting to make sure everyone else was happy and she is at a point where she is speaking out and she is telling her truth and her story and I feel so honored that she would trust me to come on and be so heartfelt with me we talk about meeting Chris when she was 20 when he was 20 years old she was 27 she had two kids already they've had kids together now there's a there's a total five kids that they've raised together talking about his instant rise to fame. She met him when he was selling vacuum cleaners and then overnight he became a worldwide phenomenon. And just talking about all of the different layers and chapters of their marriage. um, Just going and really honest about it. They've gone through a lot of stuff. And Deanna recently has come out as bisexual. It's something that she's always been. This has always been a part of her. Chris has always supported her. And now she's just living honestly and talking about it. And she shares about that part of her journey with me and just about being real and authentic. And oh, my gosh, you guys get excited because this is such an honest, real, inspiring episode. And Deanna is sharing her story because she wants to help others who have maybe felt like they were too scared to speak up about who they were. And she wants to help others get to the point where they can speak up and be themselves and live authentically. So here she is, Deanna Daughtry. I'm here with the fabulous Deanna Daughtry. Hello. And this is out of your comfort zone. So much so. I'm (laughs) dying inside. This is terrifying. But when I asked you to come on the podcast, you're like, okay, this scares me to death, so I need to do this. 100%. Yes. So that's where you are right now.
4: Yes. In your life. Absolutely. I have refused so many things like the beginning of Chris's career. I had like all these opportunities and I was like, hi, (laughs) I was like, no, I can't. I can't do it because I am the my fears of judgment, my fears of everything. I just there was no way I wanted to put myself out there, but I'm just trying to like face all of them now and just
3: be myself and put myself out there and go with it. So, how did you get to this point where you're like, enough? I am done. Because we talked earlier, we both have the people pleasing disease. Yes. (laughs) How did you get to the point where you're like, I am? Done people pleasing. I am done living in the shadow right. of yourself, right? Because you had some truth that you wanted to share, one hundred percent. And how did you get to this place where you are like, it's time? I'm busting out of here. I have
4: always had so much to say. Like even as a child, like I want to share my heart and I want to help other people, and I feel like I have like a message. And um, I I was hiding who I am. I was hiding away from my purpose basically and I just because so afraid and insecure and I wasn't really like that until Chris's success and because
3: then everything you're just all of a sudden you are like in the spotlight like everyone is looking at you guys making judgments how does that feel to go from just being like a regular person to like overnight everyone has opinions about you
4: it was I did not expect to have it be so devastating to my life honestly i just wanted him to like be able to do what he loved and and support him in that and i just didn't anticipate that i would become a target and um so it just i went through a depression because of all the attention people had comments to say about my body about how i spoke about what i looked like i was annoying now, my, there was probably like five of those. OK, <laughs> but and why like, we pick those like a lot of great comments, wonderful, supportive people from the beginning that understood me, got me. But the people who didn't, those voices were so loud and they hurt and they brought up a lot of pain from my childhood and stuff and things I hadn't dealt with. And I wasn't ready to deal with them. And so I just got really depressed and hid away in my house. I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't know who was my friend for real, who was just like. Wanted to get close to the stardom. Yes. And I um, am have always been a sensitive
3: soul. <laughs> Which I love about you. Thank you. And I think it's so wonderful that you are so expressive of yeah. your soul. It's it's a beautiful thing, but it can be very <laughs>
4: challenging because the world can be really harsh. And I've just always been that way. I was teased for being really sensitive. People could make me cry easily in school. And so I was teased for that. And then when I was teased for crying on American Idol, because I was nervous and excited for him it, Emotions came forth, and people teased me for that. It but just I triggered. you cry when your husband's kicking butt on American I Idol? I mean, I I don't know, like <laughs> those people that were being mean to me. I guess it was just really challenging, and I just wasn't prepared to deal with it. And I didn't have like a, a really good foundation of knowing who I was and a support system and everything else, um, as much as I thought I did. I felt like I was just on. Uh, not on solid ground and it just really threw me into this place where I didn't feel like I fit anywhere. I didn't know who I could trust. I didn't feel safe. I was scared and my biggest thing in my life, all I ever wanted was to feel safe. Look, it's happening. <laughs> Cause it's the truth. I, every
3: time yeah. I <laughs> hit the
4: truth too, I cry. <laughs> it's, I just wanted to feel safe and yeah. I wanted to feel love. And um, it just, I was scared. I was just so afraid of What now? And like people that like who didn't really have anything to do with me before. Like there were some distant family members or stuff that I would send cards to, and never hear anything. Like Christmas cards, because I was that person for a long
3: time. But making sure everyone was like loved, yeah. and
4: And then and I didn't really hear anything from anybody, or didn't really feel like I was a part of anything. And it's not everybody, but these things stood out into my head when when it was happening. And then they were like all of a sudden around. And I felt like now I am valuable, but I wasn't valuable before. Now I'm worthy and I wasn't before. And that hurt me. And so between the mean people on, I think it was MySpace back then. Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) So it was like that and some blogs and stuff. and, And then the other experiences. And I was filtering it through, you know. All kinds of stuff. People's intentions might not have been that way, but that but was the how layers I just, that
3: you have yes. been carrying around from starting, maybe from your childhood, and yes. insecurities that you had. You're putting all this through that filter, 100. Yeah. And and I just it broke me,
4: and I pulled away from so many people. I hid. I was just super scared, and it just it wasn't it wasn't a good thing. So it's taken a long, long time just working on myself and and trying to listen to that listen to myself and that voice inside me and reconnect back with myself it's been hard and and every day it's i have to wake up and and make a commitment to myself like you're going to you're going to be okay you've got this you are in control of your life you don't have anything to be afraid of it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it really doesn't you know that you deserve to be here you deserve to be heard you're you're worthy you are loved. I love you and hug myself. I love you. You're okay. You're safe.
3: Oh, that's this is
4: like <laughs> But that's what's important. That's what we need to do ultimately is learn how to love ourselves enough to realize that it no matter what if everything falls away, if everybody that we think loves us today goes, we're going to be okay. Because we still have that that love from source, God, the universe is there. And and we're really, truly meant to love ourselves.
3: And that's what we need to to do. And then we can share that love with other people. So where did this start, do you think, your need to feel safe? When when did you first realize you didn't feel safe?
4: Well, my mom um, got pregnant with me when she was uh, 17 and had me. She turned uh, 18, I think, like a week after I was born. She ran away from home to have me, went to California, and um, I am really grateful for her. She did the absolute best that she could, for sure. I can't even imagine having a child at 17, like, and how difficult that must be. But, um, you know, she struggled to figure out who she was and to not really have that much support. My uncle helped. Um, She lived with him for a while, had to finish her schooling, and, you know try to support herself and me and and figure it all out and just not having my biological father around did you ever meet him i did at some points but i just felt like i wasn't um it felt like i was donna's kid when i was around them not like my father's child right not part of that family it was like a weird dynamic and i just always had that feeling of being outside of like I just didn't belong and I it was it was just a I can't really explain it it was just this feeling and it was very scary like where do I fit and we moved around a lot which I have that bug now and I'm I try to control it (laughs) but um you know we're trying to figure out where we want to be and um so moving from school to school from state you know from california to massachusetts california massachusetts it you then you just don't have that that security that mm-hmm. foundation and it gets you know like i have to make new friends and who do i have to be so that these people will like me and yes. love me and um as far as my father goes when i was 14 i showed up at his door because i that time i lived in the same town um my friends were encouraging me to do it because i knew where i lived i would see my half siblings at the park sometimes and like sit there and look at them and cry i was an only child so when i saw them playing i was like i wish i could be part of their life was he raising them yes okay yeah he ended up getting married and having more children and stuff but um you know it's i wasn't in their life at all
3: i wasn't meant to know them or or anything and um and that's also hard oh feeling like that you're hard that you can't even be a part of your father and your siblings life they're worthy of his love and i was not not. yes that was the story i told myself that is what i've struggled with my whole life is not feeling worthy too yes like not just not feeling worthy yes why why do we do that i don't know Uh i mean uh, for all these reasons that happen when we're younger i guess yeah it's like these
4: wounds from childhood, these wounds that we just like have and these stories that we tell ourselves. And, and you I'm believe
3: like, 100%. them. one hundred percent. big lies that we yes. tell ourselves because then, it's your parents 100%. or it's your, it's your first imprint mm-hmm. into the world. Yes. Maybe if it's not even your parents, it's right. people that are shaping you in the 100%. very beginning. So that is how you view yourself immediately. Exactly. And then what a scary responsibility for people who then become parents themselves.
4: How do yes. I not do this you know do this to my child as well now it's not like all our parents responsibility or anything we have you know our path and things that we have to work through they have things they have to work through I mean my mother went through a lot she had a really tough time growing up and um, she absolutely absolutely loved me and I know that she still loves me Um, and she did her very very best she was just trying to make it work yes and I think my father had a lot of fears um And you know I don't want to throw either of them under the bus, but it was a very challenging thing for to go through. When I showed up at his door when I was fourteen, yeah, um, and he opened the door and said, "You don't belong here." Oh gosh, and and shut the door, or you shouldn't be here. That was it. And I heard you don't belong here, (laughs) but he said you shouldn't be here. And I was like, "Do you know who I am?" Yes, you shouldn't be here and shut the door. And that, what does that do to a fourteen-year-old spirit? It confirmed what I already felt. Believed, yeah, that you're not worthy. Belong here. I'm not worthy. I don't fit. I don't belong. So then I was trying to search for belonging.
3: And how did you, know, you do that? How oh, did you gosh. start searching?
4: I was, um, you know, probably it was around that time, fourteen. I was like, look, love me. Anybody who would give me attention, love me, like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all yours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and it wasn't healthy and it was empty and not, not what I needed, but I didn't know. And I just, I felt just just longing for love so much. Yes. More than anything. It just accept me. Love me. Let me know that I deserve to be here and breathe this air and share this space with you because everybody else is great. (laughs) I'm I'm just the broken, messy one (laughs) is what I thought. of course. And it was hard. And I was, um, you know, also one of those people who wanted to stand up for people who were like picked on. And so I'd get in trouble a lot at school because there would be someone picking on somebody and I'd like give a big speech. (laughs) Of why you shouldn't do that and try to like stand up for people. and I yelled at a teacher once for calling one of my friends a loser and he'd never amount to anything. Why
3: would a teacher ever say that? I have that? no idea. Good for but you for yelling at a I your know, friend. but I got in
4: trouble. I <laughs> had to go to the principal. So I was like always on the. Fighting this, for yeah. the underdog and the people who weren't hurt. Yes, and I, partially because I was trying to fight for myself and it was like having this side of myself but that was too scared. To stand up and do anything and and feeling like I didn't even deserve to speak. And then the other side of myself that was like, no, this isn't right. You shouldn't treat people this way. And then being afraid to like wanting to have my voice and be heard, but then also being afraid of like what consequences that will bring or who is going to reject me or am I going to get in trouble? Will someone be mad at me?
3: And that has been my battle. So you've been stuck in this deeply emotional feeling Unworthy, but knowing you have a voice. Yes. (laughs) Place. Scared to use your voice, but knowing you have something to say. Feeling unworthy, but knowing you are worthy, and just like just that ping pong, yes, and extreme feelings on both sides. One hundred percent.
4: Yeah, and it's like having to go through this. I've been going to therapy for like a long time, but with our moving around, I've had to change people. But that was almost like uh, ah. Almost a tactic, I think. I didn't even realize I was doing, so I didn't have to really deal with my issues. Like I could share, like, "Let me get you up to date on my life," and then by the time, you know, it, the time was up. Like there was nothing to deal with, so it was more like I was just relaying information.
3: You
4: You're know? getting it out, yeah. And
3: so you felt like you had done your part with it,
4: yeah. But I. <laughs> I was literally taking up all the time sharing like what happened over the past week. And Mm -hmm. then it was like time to go. Uh And I was like, good. I don't have to really dig deep into that. And I'm just sharing. So I still felt better. And I was like reading a lot and I'm very big into that audio books and reading and, and trying to do it on my own at my own pace and kind of figure it out. But when I started to really allow therapy to do its thing, like talking, but then allow questions to be asked back and, um, and really sit with some of the feelings I was having and things I experienced and almost having to, and this sounds really strange to some people, I'm sure, but like, um, connect with like that little girl that's inside me and, and say, you're okay. And look at her almost like my child. Yes. And, and realize like, what does she need? Yes. and, you know give that to her and i would fight that i'm like no i want somebody else to love me i've been on my own too long i've had to be the strong one i've had to take care of myself from a young age i've had to do all this so you have to heal your little girl yeah and i'm like i want somebody else to come and like pick her up and
3: brush her off and say you're worthy you're loved you're great but only you can do that yes that's how my therapist was too she divided my personality into three chairs my (laughs) little girl my wounded Middle mm-hmm. chair manipulator yep. and then my truth. Yes. And I had to like get up and walk, talk about my problems. And I had to sit in the chair that they were coming from. It's
4: so uncomfortable. Did, did you have to do something it, like that? Similar to that. We talked about it. And and it is so very uncomfortable because I can share very vulnerable things. And so we're dividing yourself into these people. Right. And we do. And everybody does. And we're not talking about like a... a you know, split personality type thing. But we all do have a little bit of that. We have the part of us that is our survivor who I just need to survive. I need to figure out how to survive. I need to do it. And that person could can manipulate situations mm-hmm. and things. And, and we get To avoid very, the pain. Yes. And get very much in our head and like, okay, what do I need to do here? And um, then we have the child who's just so afraid. And um, I, I struggle with her a lot because I it's very there mm-hmm. and i want everything i want the love the intimacy i run from it like i'll i'm here i'm going to connect with you but then i'm scared
3: underneath so then i might run away are you scared that the love won't last the love won't be real that you'll get the I'll door shut in your you face or something and say you don't belong here yes
4: Yes, like I what, once you like know me or like once I'm you tired. See all of it. Yeah, once like, you see yeah. all of
3: it, you're not gonna want yes. it. Yes, I'm tired yes. one
4: day and I can't be on or maybe as yes. like upbeat or fun. You're not gonna like me because I'm not fun. Or if I'm sad one day, I'm annoying because I'm sad and I'm just talking about how I'm sad and you won't like that. So I'll just stay away from everybody. So when times are tough for me. I've had a hard time reaching out to the people who love me and want to help me because right. I don't want to be a burden and annoying and difficult. And my therapist would say, well, is that how you feel about people who come to you? No, gosh, no. I want to be there for them and love them and show them they're worthy. Why can't you do that for yourself? I was like, oh, no, no, we don't do that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I just don't want to be difficult.
3: I don't want to be annoying. I can handle it. And and that's been a, a big, struggle that was my biggest fear too before I got married I was very nervous to show my full self to someone yeah because I see that makes me cry too because I'm hitting my truth yeah because I was like oh no they're gonna find they're gonna get to the gross part yes (laughs) they're gonna get to the part of me that's like not pretty that's not pretty that's a mess that is totally not figured out yeah that is nobody wants. They're going to see it. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they see it, this facade that I've been having and putting on, and I've done such a good job of like keeping it all going, that person is going to see it all. And then then they're, they're not going to want me. And Mm -hmm. then my truth of who I know I really am, this unworthy person will be out there. And I, so why even put myself out there? See, I used to be mean, like in relationships, I would be very defensive and mean because I would, want to like hurt first almost i i went through that phase of my life too big time yeah like you're not i'm not gonna let you get to the point where you mm-hmm. can see all that so like let me just Super go aggressive. ahead and get your stuff that i see and hurt you a little bit
4: yeah 100 and you were afraid of her coming out
3: oh and i hated her <laughs> I she know. was so ugly like such an ugly part of me and yeah. i always felt such shame about it i know but it's just again, that was just fear. And that
4: was like your fighter, right? Yes. Like, no, we're not going to let anybody get close. It's like your badass fighter chick in there going like, Oh, you think you're going to get in? No,
3: you're let not. me show you. Yeah, you're I'm not tougher gonna get than in. you. I can hurt you're harder. You're going to have to get past me first. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm gnarly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you did it. Yeah. Therapy and just all that work. It's so exhausting, It is. but it's so crucial. Okay. So I feel though, like Chris, you let him in. Yeah, I mean it was it was. And y'all that young. Oh well,
4: well when he, he was, was young. young. <laughs> I'm older than yeah. my husband too. I'm really? four years older. Oh, you're yeah, seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Okay. yeah. He was 20, and he was selling vacuums. Yes, he lived with his parents. and <laughs> was selling vacuum cleaners, and um, he was yeah 20 years old. I I was 27, I think. Yeah, 27. How did y'all even meet? Um, well. I was working, and his best friend's sister worked with me, and it was her birthday. So they both came from Virginia, because he was living in Virginia at the time, like Charlottesville.
3: And where were you living?
4: Um, I lived in North Carolina. Okay. And then they came to see her for her birthday. Okay. And then after work, she had a birthday party, and we just spent a lot of time talking on the couch and petting. She had this little Pomeranian puppy that she had just got. And we we're, you know, like when I first saw him, I was like, I don't know. He's really cute. I don't know what it is about him, but because like he wasn't really like completely my type, but he was my type because I love dark hair and stuff like that. But he was just something about him was like really cute and sweet. It just was an energy I felt. And um, we both like noticed each other and then we talked and shared and then we started calling each other and talking like forever. And we bonded over like you know, the fact that we both lived in a trailer yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we, you know, like we're both involved in this certain church at one point in our life. Um, it's a very, um, how do you say... Um, like a Pentecostal okay, type churches. Okay. Very, uh, <laughs> yeah. Very intense. Yeah. And um, we just bonded over over stuff like that. Did and he kind
3: of have a similar upbringing to you?
4: Not well. Not really. He his parents were together, still together. Okay. And um, he had a brother, and you know there were they had hard times um in his family, but his parents were together in which to church, and it was like very different. So to me, he
3: looked like this is safe. It's safe is what you're this looking is for. Safe. That is what you. This had. is what I wanted. That was your yeah. bullseye. Safe. I thought like
4: he's safe. Yeah. He, this is going to be a safe guy. Like he's nice. He's got edge. He's in a like band. He's cute, but he's safe. And by safe, you meant emotionally safe. I felt like he would be emotionally safe and just all around safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. In every way, like, it wouldn't hurt. I, you. No, no, not mm-hmm. at all. And I had just I not just, but I had um, gotten out of a really really bad marriage and you um two kids. yeah well they're not I have I was like, we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes yeah, so my daughter's father um and uh I were divorced and then so when I met I ended up I had two children by the time that I met Chris okay so after um my first my my husband and I separated and we were going through the divorce stuff I was like thinking I'm not going to be doing anything, so I don't need to be on birth control or anything like yeah. that. Because I am not want any, I'm not going to do anything. I'm gonna be a good girl. Yeah, and that didn't like didn't happen. Yeah. And I ended up getting pregnant and, you know, and having my second child, and so um, I had a um, my daughter and then um, my second child, and so they were like three, three and two, or Griffin. Just turned two, I think, right right after I met Chris, and so and Hannah was three. They're like twenty two months apart.
3: And I love that Chris is twenty years old, and he's like, yes, bring on, bring no. on the older woman, bring on the yeah. kids. Like he wasn't afraid no. of any of it. Was he?
4: I don't. I think he was terrified. But this is the thing. He <laughs> was, I thought he was safe, my safely, like, and he thought I was wild. He thought because I can be very fun and very free and very silly especially in the beginning of a relationship right (laughs) because you're like bringing it all out and um and he thought like oh there's this older woman and she's really fun and this is like wow and she has her own place and she's got you know yeah stuff going for and he thought it would be fun and he had only been in one other relationship before me and then um i was looking for Safety. He was looking for fun, and we thought we were going to be getting that from each other. And, did, and is that how it turned out? Oh, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I was out? wanting safety, and like I, I wanted this like idea in my head of what a family should be. Because that's all I ever wanted, right? This safe thing. I didn't have it, so I just wanted like the good dad, the good husband, and I wanted to be the little wife that did all these. I was playing this role that I had no idea what
3: was real and because like how you just did you thought that's what ha- happiness and safety looked like Yeah, because you I didn't, didn't have, have it, it. I yeah. had no
4: idea and I just and I didn't have any examples of it in my life like so zero you created a picture 100% this is what, probably what I'm supposed to do just and the same with like the, the church involvement and stuff like that was I was always very connected to God and very spiritual and felt loved there my trouble was with the people in Mm -hmm. the world like that's where i (laughs) struggle but then i like thought okay what is this like great family supposed to look like i guess they go to church so i need to do that i guess they're married and they have kids and they have a home and the mom probably does this i it was just this whole thing that i was trying to create i didn't know and i thought i that's how it was and i wasn't trying to be like what do you really want who are you what do you need I wasn't doing that. I wasn't connecting with myself. I was looking to change anything externally that I could to get to where I thought I needed to be emotionally. I thought that was the answer. I didn't think I had to go through myself and work through all this stuff. I thought it was like all external. Totally.
3: (laughs) Definitely. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And
4: he was going through some of that. He had been restricted kind of in his life and um, he had really strict upbringing and he was like ready to kind of like bust loose. Bus loose and i was ready to like rein everything in in the world <laughs> him included like so y'all
3: kind of like it was sort of like almost opposite day like what you thought the Very other much. was wasn't 100
4: really? percent. Oh. when
3: did you notice the, when oh, did y'all notice the switch? so quick well we got <laughs>
4: married really fast okay like how fast um let's see i feel like we met in like june or something or may or june of 2000, and we got married November 11th, 2000.
3: So, like, within six months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, y'all said yes. That was like, do this. Quick, yes. But I had two children. Okay. Yeah. And
4: he lived far away, and it was like, well, we couldn't live together. You know what I mean? Because, like, there's all these rules, and I was dealing with a lot of issues with my ex at the time. And um, he's a big part of my story. Your ex? But yeah, it's really, really tough. It was a very, very difficult relationship and it messed me up a lot, but um, he was hurting and he is no longer alive. And so I feel very oh uncomfortable because I, that's a big part of my story that I want to share. But at the same time with him, you know, he committed suicide in March, um, of this year of last year
3: of last year. Yes,
4: And so it's like one of those things where you're like, I've this is part of my story to tell and it was a really tough part but you going
3: to respect, yes, respect cause he's passed.
4: yes and it's 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 a tough thing um but he just struggled he struggled with a lot of stuff and um you know but did you
3: feel like because of his struggles you took those struggles on as well or they were sort of put on you too I it, or you needed to make him happy or yeah for for sure
4: I was trying to I oh it was really tough I, I was no I didn't feel the save him thing with him um I felt like really controlled and like I had to be this person that he wanted me to be and um I tried desperately to be that and um it it was it was tough I, it was really tough and so coming out of that how long were you married? um I would say let's see I left before Hannah was even a year old so she she wasn't even uh, I think three years
3: okay um did you feel like you lost yourself in those years
4: so much so I have friends and family that were like it was like you were a different person like you're walking on eggshells all the time and um it was did it just confirm more to you that you aren't worthy 100 mm-hmm. percent and it was very very painful because
3: um, here's the person who's supposed to love you the most yes well starting actually from your dad right and now you have another male figure and he was older than me by seven years so i was like you
4: know i really felt like this was this was going to be the answer and yes. i was going to be loved and it was going to be safe and i was going to be okay and it didn't end up working out that way at all it was really challenging and um then my fears and um my the stuff that i dealt with then it, it, you instantly get into how do i save myself now what am i going to do how do i like but now you're I so do?
3: deep in because you're married with a kid
4: yeah and um so i had been through so many horrible things by the time i found chris so it's like you're safe you will not be able to hurt me. You will, you you won't, because that's not who you are. And you have this nice little family, and everybody's married. And it's still, and like you haven't been through all this drama. Boy. You're a good little boy, good little boy. And I'm gonna, yes, we're gonna get married. And it was like, um, so we we got married quick, and then he um, moved in, and um, he was selling Kirby vacuum cleaners, and I was, um, you know, working. I was a massage therapist. It went by the time we got married I was full time massage therapist and um had you know my own house, my own double wide trailer. I was the queen yes. of the double wide trailer. Yes, you were. Yes, yes and yes, I loved were. that thing. I was so proud of it because I, yes. you know, I bought it. Now it wasn't. I had to rent the lot, but, <laughs> but I it's was proud trailer. of my little four bedroom trailer. It Absolutely. was beautiful, and I would like plant flowers out. <laughs> Heck <laughs> yes! I took really good care of it, and I'm a big believer in that. You need to take care of what you have. If you're given a little, and you take really good care of that. You, the, it'll, you'll manifest more in your life. If you act like the little that you have is garbage and not worthy of you caring for it. But you put love into it, you're grateful for yeah, it. Yeah, it, it'll mm-hmm. come back. I'm yes. a like, big believer in that. Take I care totally of what agree. you have.
0: Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers,
1: at Edu.
4: So we um we did it got married and and started our life and then he was you know struggling with um, all the responsibility and the diff- it's very hard and to young be a parent. Age too. he's 20 years old yeah. And he's I was like, and two kids. oh yeah. And Young I, kids. and not living up to my expectations right, at all. Like he's you're like, supposed Wait, to you're be, supposed be wild. Yeah. He's like, you're supposed to be sa- you're yeah. supposed to be safe. You're supposed to be like this, like man of the house. And like, what else do they say in that book that men should be? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that I've been reading my whole life know. and yeah. creating a false picture of. 100%. <laughs> and so, um, it was challenging. And at the time I was like the main breadwinner of the house. And, um, I was just, and he was young and trying to adapt to these two children. And, you know, my daughter was really not an easy, it, she was tough. She had a lot of issues and, um, it just really took its toll. Like, and I definitely got mean. Oh my gosh. Like, because my fears, it was so scary for me, like not Again. Like, not again. Totally different. Right. I mean, totally, totally different. He is different not kind mean. of not feeling safe,
3: though. Yes. 100%. Like, he could be the sweetest guy in the world, but still, you all of a sudden, you're still not feeling safe in a different way. Right. A totally different way, because he is not
4: mean at all. He seems he's, like the sweetest. He is, is, like, a really good... I mean, he, he's got he's got a temper, but he's, <laughs> he, you know, but he's not... not I can't explain it and more like out of frustration and stuff like that. And he mm-hmm. has grown so much as a man, like just he I'm, I'm just so proud of all the work he's done. Um, but you know, at the time it was like he would get anxiety and get frustrated and then he'd get mad and, and it would just like, was like, ah. and I being overly sensitive that just like, I didn't like that at all playing your deepest fears yes and then it scared me and then I'd be like and I would attack him because I was afraid and I'd think like you know my kids my house like meaning like but I still, even though I was twenty seven, was still very young. In you your know, wounds.
3: yes, you hadn't dealt with any of your yes. wounds that have been building and building all as these years. As far
4: as life and all I have done, I was probably older. Everything I had been through and all those experiences, but emotionally and. I was not I was
3: like you're still carrying all that
4: yeah and totally looking for someone to save me and I thought he was gonna save me and then I was like oh you're a human and you have stuff too this will not do this is not part of the agreement (laughs) exactly and so we had a like a really hard time and then we but we worked through stuff it's like um, we just loved each other and we both... So the
3: love was always there.
4: 100%. And we, we loved each other and we really cared about each other as people and we knew each other. Like, you're, everything that you're doing that's messed up, I, I like, you're not meaning... You know what I mean? Like, you we knew the intentions were yeah. not bad. Yeah, 100%. It was
3: all just a reaction to other circumstances yes. or, or insecurities that you both had.
4: 100%. And he's really good at apologizing when that's a great trait. Yeah, but he's not good at letting something go. So if I'm like <laughs> angry and he's like wanting to deal with something, talk, and I need time because I'm too mad and I can't talk right now, he wouldn't let it go. Like, I could talk without apologizing. And then I right would then. like, blow up like i couldn't deal with it I couldn't deal with it. so we have matured and changed a lot over the years for sure but there's some of that stuff that's still there in in us that we have to work on it like you just need to give me space when i need space like yeah i can't if i can't deal with it right now i can't deal with it right now but i'll come back i promise just right. let me calm it down a bit yes 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 <laughs> and and it we've just learned each other, mm-hmm. I guess, and I need a lot of space. I think it might be because I was an only child. Yeah, I I need that, and he, um, you know, likes a lot of people around and to to talk a lot and stuff like that, and it overwhelms my whole system. Yes. so we had to just. I mean, over 19 years, things have changed a lot. We've had to adapt. We'd have to like revisit our relationship and say, "What do we both need? Like, how are we feeling? What's going on?" And and it's it's been good. And I think it actually helps that he is on the road and a lot too. I swear that's the key to happy yeah. marriage. I think it helps. <laughs> it helps a lot, especially as long as you're not a jealous right person and and stuff like that, because that could probably really mess with have you. Have you ever had to deal with jealousy? I just don't. I don't know what it is. I have been a jealous person in the past, but I just, I, it just doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it just doesn't anymore. I think it's like, um why? Yeah, yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just like her. It would make me sick and just upset me. And like, I just, I just don't want to live that way. So Were I'm just able not going to that. trust Chris on the road. Um, Well, I did for like a while, and then there was a problem, and we talked about this in the People Magazine thing a little bit. Which
3: I love that you shared this People Magazine, which is amazing. Well, he
4: did. I didn't think it was gonna happen, which I've, like this is forever ago, and we've dealt with it, but I was really surprised when he brought it up, because I'm very protective of him, and he's protective of me too, and like, but he has a really hard time with people always saying like you're such an amazing husband you're so this you're so that and he is like oh i struggle with this and and i did that and he has all this guilt and he feels like that's false i'm like no it's not false you are a great husband you are an amazing man you are not your mistakes and that that's the thing i think i could like relate to what he went through imagine he was twenty years old, he married me, took on two children, and he had only been in one relationship before that. And then he becomes so, a and then superstar. And then he becomes overnight. a superstar. And it's like going away to college. And here I am at home, just pissed and <laughs> depressed because he's gone. I'm dealing with the children who I love with all my heart. But it and all was this very new hard. anxiety from yes, pain. all of it. And then felt like I was thrown under the bus a lot by like people online and stuff like that. So it was just like whatever. Do you think I bet you are having fun? <laughs> and I was like, just ain't but I still just felt really safe with him and like that wasn't anything I'd have to worry about. And then when I think it wasn't like it wasn't his his flirtation or his like stepping out a little bit thing that devastated me. It was the the death of that idea I had and the feeling like a fool mm. like people that knew or were involved were you're looking at me yeah yeah, yeah. I, and you were in the
3: dark honesty Once is again, really you're, you're, important you're you're not you're left out you're not fitting in yes you're like you're not worthy 100%. It, it just hits that same chord over and
4: over again, exactly. And I just felt really like stupid, mm-hmm. like people are gonna like, Oh, poor her, and she's so stupid. She thinks that, blah, blah, blah. like, this narr- this thing in my head. And, um, so how did you work through those feelings? Well, I had a, I struggled with it. it I, I was very surprised at how devastated I was, to be honest. And I know that sounds really weird, but it's because I really love him and i know that it really doesn't have anything to do with me Mm -hmm. it's his stuff that he was dealing with and he's gone and i was not the warmest person in the world then but that's not my that does still does not make it my my fault or my anything it i dealt with it uh from a place of understanding um it's amazing because you we have to it's an ego thing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. what is it really it's it's our ego is injured like, Oh, I'm not good enough or they're all better or whatever else. And it's like, but I had to like really examine myself and, and the things that I've been through. And like, I've had times in my life where I wasn't faithful to somebody and it had nothing to do with them. Right. It was something that I, it's like, I needed to feel something and I'm looking for external things to fix some kind of internal pain and internal emptiness and stuff like that and so I know him and I know his heart and I didn't have anything to do with me it had to do with his own stuff and stuff he needed to work through and I just it it, I didn't want to throw our our relationship away That's so mature and wise of you it's just not the way I used to be
2: (laughs) 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 At all. I was like,
4: I will own you yeah. and I will cut you yes. if you hurt me. Yes. But then something just shifted because, like, in reality, we're all just people here in this world together and we can pretend all day long that we have it together. And I literally only have eyes for you forever <laughs> and ever and ever. I right. don't even notice them over there. Right. There is, people are so not honest about, and that is putting out this false thing. And and so many people say, like, "Oh, if he ever this, if he ever that, done." And right. I used to be that way too, one hundred percent. But meanwhile, <laughs> if I if I made a mistake or something, I wanted some grace and understanding and forgiveness, and forgiveness in realizing that. Really, it, you. I am a believer that you actually can love more than one person. Yeah, <laughs> but this had nothing to do with love. And absolutely, it was a, a need. A emotional thing or a physical thing or something like that and or just a um, curiosity 100% <laughs> I'm
3: 20 years old um, yeah, had not a whole there? lot of,
4: exactly and I just understand all that and that's uh, how my so, husband and
3: I were too we got together and he was 21 and we broke up for two years and I say when, when he was like 24 25 we broke up and I we both just made the round thing yeah <laughs> and I was like I'm so
4: glad yeah I it's should, so weird to say that I know and a lot of people won't <laughs> understand that and we'll have things to say
3: and I and that's fine but like I'm so glad it's that important. we got out there and could ex- try different people right and like get d- go on different dates you know and figure out who you
4: are and what and what you like and what you don't like as far as a, a partner
3: and realize that it's not this amazing thing we build up in our head yes Mm -hmm. once you because like it's so easy like you even had created the perfect story for you know your spouse in your life but then you get into life and you're like there is no perfect story you get out there in the dating world and you you know you 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 date different people. You have different experiences. and You're like, it's really oh, not that fun. I thought you were going to be this perfect answer <laughs> yes. and you're messed up. Yeah, and I don't exactly. like how you talk and you have a weird mouth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and
4: you breathe weird. And oh, I don't gosh. know. And like, ugh. <laughs> exactly. And, but we yes. do, we always feel like the grass is greener. Something's better. They're yes. having a better experience. This is that. W- and it's hard to know what you really, really want until you experience yes. different things. And and the, that there's a death that comes to us, I think, when we just like go, I'm just going to hunker down here, I guess, because that's what I have to do. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want someone being with me for those reasons either. Right. Because right, like, right. I'm just going to hunker down because I said I wouldn't now. I want someone to be with me because they really want to be with me, not because they have to be and they're trapped. I don't like that idea. Because there's no love in And there's in that. no choice in that. Yeah and i want someone to choose to love me to choose to be with me and, and to choose me and i i feel that way like with him it's like a weird thing like this isn't always fun and you know that you 19 years is a long it's a time long time but we still like really love each other but it's like sometimes you get in the rut and stuff and and taking care of kids I'm going to tell you something that's not sexy (laughs) is taking care of kids all day and like running around having kids talking over you and cleaning up crumbs off the floor nonstop. It just doesn't do anything for your libido at all. And it's <laughs> hard to feel. Do get, down yeah. get down. It's like, sheets, like I'm ready. It's like, please do not come near me. Do not touch me. Do not even look at me. I see how you're looking at me. Do not. <laughs> you're and, like laughing nothing, thing on my mind it, is
0: that. <laughs> exactly.
4: And it's, it's like sad. So it's important to like make that a priority too. But then you get like, wore are out. It's just not, you get in these ruts. But then when you really think about, your, your partner and your life together and what it is that you, you're you growing together, you're learning together, you're bringing out the best in one another. That's what's important. We are two separate human beings having a shared experience together, loving each other and trying to help each other be in the very best that we can be. And, it's not and always going to be a
3: mountaintop. Oh, no. And it's not always going to be a valley. No, not at all. You know, it's a wave. Exactly. And I think probably... After being together for 19 years, you've learned to trust the wave, like 100. Even when you're at the valley, you're like, oh, okay, well, it's gonna, it's not. We're not going be here forever.
4: 100. So
3: honestly, probably all of this with Chris and it's, and y'all working through it made your marriage stronger.
4: Oh, I think it has, and he does too. But like, it's still not always fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like, oh, this is so time. But I think that, um, like, he's amazing. He's really good at. Loving me and um, how I, is he
3: good at loving you? What
4: does he, he do? He well, one that he's really good. Safe. He's really good at saying you sorry, which is nice. <laughs> I am not because I don't think I'm wrong that much. <laughs> um, but he um, he is affectionate and stuff, and I'm the one who has to work on that with my fear of real intimacy with somebody because i'm afraid of being hurt yeah and so i can get really close to people but i am still kind of behind this little bit of a little bit of a wall and so i'm working on that and i'm i'm working at allowing myself to be more vulnerable with him in a real deep way like i can do it i can share a lot of things but i'm saying like really opening it all up and and allowing that and i think there is still some residual effects from what had happened mm-hmm. a long time ago that made me kind of go like, oh no, we're not going to completely open up. But we're working through those things together. And, mm-hmm. and it's a process and it's a growing. And I'm so grateful for him because he has loved me by allowing, not, it's weird to say the word allowing, but giving me the freedom to be who I am. Um, being my cheerleader and saying like, I love you the way that you are and and don't be afraid of that and there's nothing wrong with you and, and who cares what people think and
3: all that kind of stuff and that's helped me you know what so I let's mean? talk about that the song y'all wrote together as oh, yeah. you are and you had a big reveal that you came out to people magazine that you are bisexual yes and this is a big deal for you to say this and it's this huge. was like a moment right so talk to me about a getting the strength to write this song as you are because I know like becoming like telling Chris that you wanted to write and like expressing yourself was a big moment yes and then how did you decide that you're gonna announce to the world that you're
4: bisexual well I knew when I was writing the song it came to me very quickly in my office when I was living in California and which is an incredible song by the way thank you so much and it was just like these feelings I was having and it was like what, what you want to hear from somebody. But like I said, with the therapy, what I needed to say to myself, but you want to hear it from somebody, you know what I mean? And so it was kind of like that process. And I was writing it down and I was like, wow, like this is really, I, this is exactly what I'm feeling. This is really beautiful. I feel like other people need to hear this. I feel like P- LGBTQ people would love to hear this from their family women who struggle with their body image would love to hear this like there's this covers so many people and it's things that I've been through like with I wish my father had said that to me when I showed up at the door rather than
3: you don't belong you don't belong
4: here and so it, it hit just all these parts of myself—the part that was just didn't feel ever good enough because I wasn't the model rock star wife, and um, that I because I knew I what if people found out about my ex girlfriends? What if this came out? What if that came out? And being fearful of people finding out that that part of me, um, there was just so much to it, and it was coming out on paper. And was that
3: making you sick? Keeping all that inside.
4: It. It made me, I think it kept me from actually getting, it, it was another problem with the, the vulnerability and, and, and allowing people to really get to know me. And I had tons of people who did know, but not everybody. If I wasn't sure if I was safe to give you that information, you were not going to know because I had to make sure you still liked me because that was more important than me liking myself. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, it, it probably did. Secrets can do that. You know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and you can't fully you can't fully be yourself with somebody you can't fully be in a relationship with them and it was challenging and i struggled with it and for years i was like oh this is i'm gonna do it I have to, I'm going to do it. And
3: Chris was always supportive of it. 100% it from the beginning.
4: 100% yeah. from the very beginning. Cause I was like, I need to know that, you know, you know, when he met me actually, um, his best friend's sister was like, she's really sweet, but she's a lesbian. You probably shouldn't like,
3: <laughs> he probably, and I was that's like, probably, he's
4: probably he was like, like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I was so mad. No, I'm not. I had just gotten out of a relationship with a woman. And, um, I was like, really like that, like freaked me out because I never put myself in a, like, I didn't like to categorize and put labels on, and it was like, and I still have, wasn't completely accepting of that fact myself. Mm-hmm. And but because I felt like you had your one or the other, right? Because that's what people say.
3: But really, you can just love, who you love you love who
4: you are. It's like a I'm, I'm fluid in that way, mm-hmm. and and it's like you fall in love with a person, and so, um he he always knew, and he didn't have a problem. He was like, you know, whatever, and. That was it but it was a struggle for me because i have so many people in my life in my family who i'm encouraging to be who they are and and supporting them but like don't tell anybody about me
3: so you kind of felt like you're living a lie. such a
4: hypocrite like yeah. how can i tell them to be who they are but like please do not let anybody know about you know my ex-girlfriends or this story that I told you or this or that because that's scary. Mm-hmm. I don't. I was just afraid. Yeah, you
3: go be free, but I'm, but gonna live I'm in be, chains. I'm
4: gonna be right here, <laughs> locked in this closet, <laughs> yeah. peeking out the window, going woohoo! You Way go. go. Good job. <laughs> but it How was it out there? <laughs> exactly. But I again, I wasn't afraid of the, the people in my immediate world or myself. I it was these invisible people
3: who mm-hmm. have a lot the of days, comments and the things days say. and them,
4: the people that don't really know me and aren't in my life and what they might have to say. And, um, and coming from, a, um, when I was, you know, like was 17, 18 and, um, really absorbed in, um, this specific church, I, I know all the things that I learned to say in reply to a lot of different things. And so i would be in that debate in my head this is what's going to be said and this is how that will look and and playing it all out and it just was terrifying for me terrifying and if i was able to change it 100% would have tried desperately yeah desperately i would not be like i think you know what i think i'm kind of bored i think this is what i want to be right No, no 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 because this girl likes to be like very neutral territory i don't want to rock any boats i want to just be like love and peace and happiness and safe and that's not a safe that's not a safe space to like enter into and thing to say but it's authentic and true and so it was like okay i just need to stop this and and be honest so i gave him the the song um one day when he came home and i said "Hey, hey um i just wrote this if you think you can do something with it do it, check it out whatever and it was nerve-wracking because I had done that in the past and been rejected like he didn't even look at it uh-huh. Be- and it was an ego thing because he was now the you know the big-time star here and he went from me supporting him to him being the the main breadwinner of the home and there was like this ego dynamic right this power struggle right, right. especially because I was very dominant in the beginning of our relationship and now he's the- yeah, yeah. And, and so I think there was something there and, but he, he had been working on stuff like that within himself and he took it and he, it, he, he felt it in his heart and then he finished it and, and it is what it is, you know, how did today? that
3: feel to have that song come out?
4: It was incredible. I knew when he said that he was going to do it and then it, he, we started playing around with it and we'd, you know, have to change little things here and there that if this happened this was my sign and i absolutely needed to like come out
3: so then you after so then the song made the album mm-hmm. and it's absolutely amazing so then that's your sign so then you and chris together do a people mm-hmm. magazine article and you come out and say, here's the truth. I've yes. been bisexual. I think a lot of people, most people have been super supportive. Some people that I read all your comments cause I like Dr. Yes, of course. <laughs> some people are like, does that mean you're like leaving Chris? Yeah, does why do like you have in, to say that? Are you like, not in a monogamous relationship? Like right. I feel like those have been some of like the questions, but how do you answer all this?
4: Well, <clears throat> the, this is a tough position to be in because, um, being bisexual has a lot of like stereotypes and just like any heterosexual person, everybody is different. There's heterosexual people who are monogamous. There's heterosexual people that are not monogamous. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, it it runs a gamut. We're all human beings and there are it's it's you can't say this is this bisexual person is not going to be able to be monogamous. There's plenty of monogamous bisexual people. There's plenty of monogamous lesbians. There's plenty of monogamous straight people. It's a, it's a person-to-person thing and a relationship-to-relationship thing. And um, it, it was... It's very interesting, but to full disclosure, and this is going to be a big problem, we are very monogamous right now, but in our marriage, in our 19 years, there have been times that there has been agreed upon non-monogamy, an ethical non-monogamy, and it was, um... For both of you guys? Well, his originally was not, (laughs) (laughs) and that all happened, and then it was, um... Me and um and that was uh, a tough. That was a tough road, and I don't um that didn't work out, and um and I struggle with that, you know, decision sometimes. But Is
3: it like, a, do you have a relationship? Is it a separate relationship?
4: Yes, <laughs> not no, it not <laughs> like a committed relationship, like. I, I had a committed relationship and, um, with, with Chris and this other person. Okay. Um, but our relationships weren't intertwined. They weren't. Okay. Um,
3: and was that a woman? Yes. Okay.
4: Yeah. It's not a man. Yeah. No.
3: Do you think uh, yours? Yeah. You, are no. you more drawn towards? Yeah. If you're going to have the ethical committed relationship. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah the ethical non monogamy kind of thing, which is where you're open and honest and have a discussion and, and say, you know, this is this is something I'm thinking I would like I'm interested in getting to know this person and and possibly having a relationship with this person and so
3: how does that affect
4: you and Chris um well he it was it's man it was a long time ago but um it was I went to him really struggling with feelings I was having about someone that I had met Um, and I was devastated and crying because I was like, this can't be true. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this can't be true. And, um, and we had a long talk and discussed what, what, what I should do in regard to that. And he felt like I needed to, you know, just see how I felt.
3: So he was open to it.
4: Yes. And, um, I, I'm sure like as weird and hypocritical as this sounds it, it wouldn't be that way if it was a man
3: I, yeah
4: <laughs> and <laughs> totally. I and, and I'm gonna be honest in saying like that would be really challenging for
3: me if he got if he had a relationship with a woman yeah maybe <clears throat> so what's gonna happen if he well we're not
4: we don't we're not there anymore okay, okay. Um, you know and we just like came to that place together it was you know I I'm more,
3: maybe it's caught more complicate it it's
4: challenge i'm tired (laughs) i have a lot of people to take care of and and it's it's hard to um to do that and um and i you know it's not for everybody and i know it's going to be very hard thing for people to hear and um and that's okay Mm-hmm. Because it's is my relationship and, and my experience, and, and these were choices that w- that we you made. You and Chris made together. Yes, and um, it was um, not because he wasn't enough for me or anything. I think again, this is just more of like me trying to change external circumstances rather than dealing with things that were going on internally for me and my ability to um, work through my my own my own stuff and it's not um I had beautiful loving relationship that I grew so much from um, that taught me so much about myself and also about my relationship with Chris and um, it I grew a lot <laughs> let's just say that so um but I am in a monogamous relationship with him now and um so when it comes up, it makes me uncomfortable because I don't want people to get the idea. I don't like that whole idea of like, oh, that means they're swingers, not swingers, Yeah. not swing, Not into that. I'm a very, <laughs> nope, I am a not, um, I'm not that girl and I'm not that uh, like... Hey, climb into our bed, girl, either. Right. That all that makes me very, very uncomfortable. I'm a relationship centered person. Mm-hmm. So it was like I had developed a, a really close relationship with somebody and and it developed into more and um it was a beautiful relationship and it was I was honest and open and we discussed it ahead of time Chris and I and he wasn't part of that relationship
3: were you able to maintain the relationship with Chris at the same time or did you kind of have to No, it was
4: challenging I was trying to do that Uh it was very challenging and so I and that's why I realized I am NOT able to do it I felt like an epic failure I couldn't be good for anybody and that broke my heart because there were I have these two beautiful people in my life who I loved and I was not able to do it. Right. Like, there are people I hear that are able to do that. I don't know. <laughs> they must be very extroverted people that don't need any alone time and can just like, you know, I And on top of it, you have
3: all these kids, too. Yes. it's not like you had one second of right. downtime.
4: I I have a limited reserve in there and I felt like I couldn't emotionally be there for for anybody to the degree that they needed and it was like this isn't gonna work and and I had to like do some soul searching and I don't know if it was like me dealing with problems that I was having, um, with, within or with Chris or whatever and thinking like, oh, maybe, maybe this is just what I need. Maybe I need like a a different kind of intimacy, mm-hmm. um, and an emotional connection elsewhere or something, because I don't believe that, uh, one partner can give you everything you need. Right. Um, but that's why we have relationships with other people, friends, family, stuff. Some people do have those kind of polyamorous type relationships, and they work. But it just it just wasn't effective for mm-hmm. me. It didn't work. But um,
3: ultimately, though, do you feel like it was a good, at least eye opening learning experience for you that like was valuable? One hundred percent.
4: One hundred percent. And just um,
3: and maybe just took that curiosity out of.
4: Well, I yeah. Well, I wasn't curious. I had been in a relationship with a woman before, before Chris. Um, I had three relationships while with him, um, openly and honestly over a nineteen-year period of time. And, and did
3: he have any other relationships or
4: relationships? No. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, I had, um, you know, one that was extremely serious. It lasted like a year and a half, um, and it would I grew a lot in that, and I think that um, it, it just made me real like it made me realize that this is a like very real part of me, but that I need to decide where I want to put my energy and time and and stuff like that, and then I committed to being here with what I have. I think that there's this this thing inside me where I want to, like... Um, oh, I'm all over the place. I don't want it to seem... I didn't use these people. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I had a real... It was a real part a of real who you part, are. Yes, and I, I really, really cared for them. I loved them. Amazing women who ha, are so special to me and have... Impacted my life in a in a huge way.
3: But I don't think anyone's gonna fault you for thinking it's hard to juggle two relationships at one time. <laughs> it was like, you know, it it wasn't. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And then you have kids and yeah. all this, all these other people to love yes. and take care of. I mean, that's a lot of people to tend to.
4: Yeah, it was it was a lot, and I feel, um, you know, I'm trying not to like live in shame. It's a part of my story, but it's also a part that is kind of like uncomfortable to share because like it didn't want people to make assumptions about me based on that because it's easy to do a lot of people have multiple relationships they're they're just not being honest about it right that is happening all over the place and people lie about it and deny it and everything else and i just don't want to live this you know with the secret like and afraid like oh my gosh somebody's going to find out i i did have those relationships it was honest and open um and everybody knew what they were getting themselves into and no we weren't swingers no it wasn't like hey come come over and it 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 was separate it's considered like a poly v type relationship Mm -hmm. and so i had a relationship that was committed to these two people but they weren't you know together yeah and um and i thought like, maybe this is going to help me because my husband's gone all the time and I feel very alone and isolated and, you know, maybe this will be good. But then I just feel like I hurt people mm-hmm. because I couldn't give them what they needed and I felt like I was failing them and I just, and, and so it just didn't, it didn't work out and, um. I didn't learn that the first time. It was like the first time was very early on, and then it went like 12 years, and then there was a, another relationship, and then um, that lasted a year and a half. And I was like, I'm done. But then I had one more that was pretty short term. And then. Um,
3: and Chris was always pretty open to it?
4: Always knew everything. This Did he is ever the thing. get jealous? Only when, um, you know. If if I would greet somebody like super super excited like hey <laughs> because it's like this new experience and you're not with that person all the time and he was like oh, I wish you you know were that excited to see me right and I was like gosh that's like I really have to deal with this stuff inside me here mm-hmm. and um, so after that last short lived um, relationship I got more into intensive. Um, therapy on it all and um, I was I think that I just needed to have somebody with me mm-hmm. and I these were beautiful wonderful people and I loved them and and I wasn't using them which it could sound but in a way we were well, all kind of you know like I'm missing something and yeah. maybe you're the answer what I was missing was um the, the acceptance of myself the love for myself the commitment to myself and the acceptance of myself and being able to be willing to do that work and yes and not
3: have it could not be filled by someone else right
4: and um it it doesn't take away from those relationships that I've had you just had a deeper understanding of what really you yes. need to do for, yes to make yourself feel loved right and, and it's you 100 percent, and not like looking for somebody outside of me to to do that yeah and um and chris was fine he you know he was he was good i think i seemed lighter because i was like it's very easy to be that way when you're in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, hey, cute, cute, cute. <laughs> so that was fun because he was getting the fun, like, uh-huh. silly Deanna again, and uh-huh. not the one that's like in the drudgery of it, where I'm just doing laundry and this and that. And but it was all like a false kind of thing. It's easy to be that way right. in the beginning of a relationship, mm-hmm. and um, so it just—I just came to the point where I was like, when I. I can't do that. I don't want to hurt anybody else. I'm right. not going to be leaving my marriage. And the, and this is like heartbreaking because at some point people want more. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't go give. Somewhere. Yes. And I can't give more. more. And then there's that guilt. And then yeah. feeling like I, this feels like so yucky, like I'm using somebody or something because I can't, give them what they need and I'm I wasn't that wasn't my intention. it was just a just I didn't yeah it was just not good you know I I can clearly love a man I can clearly love a woman but I needed to decide that I was going to like just connect to myself and to my heart and make a, a renewed commitment to the relationship that I'm in, and um, Chris did the the same thing. Um,
3: and he never wanted. He never tried to have. He an never hour. wanted
4: another relationship. Like I, you know, w- I needed the relationship because my husband was gone. I think
3: would that would, would would you would when you were in a relationship did that mean he could be open to other things as well? He he didn't,
4: um, but we didn't really. We didn't really. No. We so didn't he really, really was talk. Was
3: fine with. Yeah. He was just like doing his thing, being married to you, and mm-hmm. fine with you having relationships. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really. You know, at
4: least that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know, but I, I, but there could be this underlining thing of he felt guilty still. Yeah. From what had happened in the past when he first, you know, found stardom and everything mm-hmm. else, and almost like I'm gonna give her this one. Yeah hmm we can't deny that there's probably some of that and and I probably had an underlining well like I deserve well this. I deserve this this is my I can have this then because you totally. did that and this is just being really honest these are not this is not the people that we are <laughs> we're not like this wild like yeah we just do this and we live like that and you do whatever and this is my we're not like that this I'm just being very honest about the the real stuff that is going on that's deeper
3: and these were underneath like very, people these were big decisions in your life it's not like you were whimsically doing this no like, this is a part of you that you really were struggling with that you wanted to explore yes there's some hurt yeah from you and chris mm-hmm. and it, i mean it Makes sense how all this happens, and it doesn't feel like you're being flighty with any of it, right? You know, right, and but then you get into it and you're like, Oh, this is more complicated than it yeah. was when
4: it started. Yeah, it sounded like it would be like, Great, I would have like a partner, or someone by my side, and and he'll you know that I can connect with on the things that Chris and I necessarily can't connect on. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. We're different people,
3: especially women to women, it's different yeah, than, with women than it is with men
4: 100, yeah, and so. But then I, I just got to the point that I was, um, I, I'm tired <laughs> and I wasn't able to do that anymore. I, I, I spread too thin and um, it was just like a challenging thing and I just it was time to just deal with what I, all the stuff that was going on inside me and and I just decided that that's the way it was going to be and I was going to do that and, and that was it.
3: So how has it been now since not having out any out external person but just dealing with you you and Chris dealing like not dealing sounds like it's a negative thing but like getting in touch yeah. with like the heart of y'all's marriage like what has changed since all of this that y'all have lived through well, what have y'all learned about each other
2: now Let
4: me say that in the 19 years that we've been together I would say like there was a year and a half with one and then like six maybe maybe like Two and a half and a half years maybe less than that um, that that relationship was a shared thing out of 19 if you add it all together out of out of the 19 years um, uh, there was a a year and a half and maybe like a a four four or five month relationship a year and a half relationship and then like I don't even know that first one was probably like maybe three or four months
3: so, if you put it all so together. it's
4: not a whole lot of time
3: yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean so years. we were
4: you know uh, other than those periods of times it was like you know little little spots here and there it was a monogamous relationship um and but we weren't dealing with our stuff right, right and um our relationship all in all was always really good and we loved each other, and we worked through things, and we'd be annoyed by something, and you know, whatever, just in like a normal relationship. Totally. It wasn't like we're on the verge. I mean, you can get that way when you get really mad at somebody. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm so done. <laughs> but then you're like, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. so full of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but this, I think the gro- the most growth that we've both have had has been over the past three or four years. Um, And I can't. What has
3: it looked
4: like? um, We're both just really working on ourselves and not looking for somebody outside of ourselves to fix us or to fill us or like it's not about the the career. Money isn't going to do it. No. Another person isn't going to do it. Like a different kind of house, a different kind of car, a different city, a different Mm -hmm. friend, a different experience. None it's of it's funny that.
3: when you when you get all of it, you realize this isn't the answer.
4: Oh my gosh, no, not at all. Like to be honest, we were really like it it, it brings a whole lot more complex issues into the equation when you get to a a place like where we were.
3: You know what I mean? There's just like, more factors that are at play, more people that are at play, more
4: stuff more motives yeah, that are at play. One hundred percent. And it's it's terrifying. And so there's um it's easy to look at at other people and say, oh, that must be nice. But you don't understand. There's like, a whole other flip all, side. Yes. Like, I remember not being able to pay. I had to decide between lights or gas in my car. I remember that clearly and I'll never forget it. And that was very hard. But I also remember, like, I leaving work and not having to think about work. I also remember the picnics in the park because that's all we could afford to do and it was like beautiful and fun and knowing that the friends that I had were my friends for the right reasons because they I had nothing to offer them you know an Mm -hmm. extra roll of toilet paper if you're out (laughs) I mean I don't know what to tell you you know what I mean like they just loved me and wanted to be in my life because they loved me and um it it gets complicated when when celebrity is put in there or fame is put in there and money's put in there and, and people are looking to you and expecting you to be able to do all these things for them or or provide for them if they're not and and they don't understand that there's like so much more to it. Mm -hmm. You have so much more responsibility, so many more people to take care of and there's a big infrastructure around it all and it can get very overwhelming and um and like we're gone we're away from each other a lot and that can be very challenging. And feeling like a single parent a lot can be very challenging. Um but we are committed to our personal growth and then coming together and sharing what we've learned and where we are now. And it, that is a beautiful thing.
3: That's such a beautiful thing. And you know what? It's amazing that you guys have been willing to weather all these storms, go through the highs, go through the lows, be open, love each other through all the different pieces that each one of you guys needed to explore within yourselves mm-hmm. forgive each other accept mm-hmm. each other yes and then come back together and actually be stronger because of it 100 percent. because that's
4: what love is love is unconditional like that's what a real love is it's not to say that you're going to take abuse or something like that right you can still love somebody and not be with them
2: mm-hmm.
4: we we love each other as as human beings and we we still really like each other, and we really want what's best for each other. And we still look at each other and go, you know, I do. I guess I still think that you're best for me, and am I best for? You? Yeah, you're best for me. Okay, then let's keep working through this. Do you know what and I mean? And also, when you built a life with someone for oh.
3: 19 years, yes, and you've been able to weather storms, and mm-hmm. I'm sure some of the storms have been harder than others, but yeah. you've been able to get through them. Yeah, it's and pretty then incredible. Get to the other side. And it's like, gosh, do you really like why how how will you ever
4: find that that again? again? You can't ever find that
3: again. There's no way. The bond that that creates with another. One hundred percent. And then to be at this point where you are now where you're like, we wanna just continue to better ourselves and our marriage. I mean, that is that is That is a beautiful marriage. It is a beautiful marriage. And we're
4: so grateful for it because the growth, you can't stifle each other's growth.
3: Nobody gave up. Nobody turned into an asshole. No No. one. I mean, I'm sure there's been moments of everything, but no one stayed in a bad place. 100%.
4: And neither one of us wanted to give up at the same time. Which is (laughs) crucial. And so it it worked out. And, And we allow, like, listen, you can't, you don't own anybody. You can't own another human being and control them into loving you. You need to give them the freedom and make a choice. Am I going to stay here with you and love you, you know, through this? Or am I going to go? And it's not bad to say, you know what? This is, I can't do this anymore. This is not working out. This isn't healthy for me or you. And, And saying that, like, okay. I think people cut the rug you know maybe too soon sometimes and and some because they they want this perfect partner and they realize they don't have it and they're like peace and out they give up yeah but sometimes people stay in unhealthy relationships for too long also you just have to recognize that you're committing you're getting involved with another human being that has just as much brokenness pain and things to learn as you do and you cannot expect your partner to be something that you cannot be yourself. And you have to give each other that freedom to grow, to learn, and just stay there and love each other. And you know everybody's different, but that's just where, where we decided what we chose um, to do in our life. And just like, okay, what, what are we doing? Now? Where are we now? And checking in with one another. And that's where we are now. If there ever came a time where he was not, it, this wasn't the best choice for him and or it wasn't the best choice for me and we didn't feel like we could keep going forward. N- neither one of us would be like mean about that. You're we,
3: mine, you cannot no,
4: leave. No, because you can't own another person and we love each other. I want what's truly best for him and he wants what's best for me. It's not like you have to do this the way that I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. That's not love. No. That's control. That is not love. When you love somebody, there's a choice there. And I don't want to force somebody to stay with me. If he is done, I love him. And I really, truly want the very best for him in his life. And I really believe that he feels the same way about me. So that we're like, I don't think we can find that anywhere else. I think we're good. We'll just hunker down.
3: <laughs> I admire though. I admire first off you being willing to talk about this because I know this is a new chapter of your life of just mm-hmm. saying, listen, I'm putting it all out there Yes. and y- y- being so empathetic and sensitive as you are to say all these truths. That is a scary, pl- so scary, scary thing to do, but you are choosing truth over people pleasing right now 100 percent. and i want to say thank you mm-hmm. for that because that is so brave and no matter if there's five people who want to troll and like say something negative yeah we can't worry about them because everybody has brokenness everybody mm-hmm. has situations that if we just spoke out loud and were honest like you're so willing to be mm-hmm. and said our truth like if we all just said it our lives are
4: messy. It's so messy, and we all need to hear the truth about how it is. Because and it's hard the, yes. to say it
3: because it's vulnerable, and Very. you open yourself up to everybody having an opinion and everybody yes. judging you. Yes, everyone feeling like they can throw whatever hate if they feel like it on you. Yes, and it's
4: like I think the worst for me is being misunderstood, mm-hmm. having a piece of your life um, put out there, and then people like kind of condensing you down to that one part. Yes, yes. We yes, are yes. all multifaceted people, all kinds of sides to us. And our past does not define us. Choices that we have made along the way do it does not define us. And the people who really know me, who really, really, really know me, have known me through all these things, they love me. And they are amazing, beautiful people, and I have to just remember that. And it's like The the people who are just going to hear this part of my story might have things to say and might be ugly and may not, and and take that and say that this is who they are. Mm -hmm. But it's not. This is just a part of who we are. There's so much more to us. This is just a part, a thing that we've gone through.
3: You're just being vulnerable. And you're you're being transparent. Mm -hmm. And I think, to me, I love people Mm -hmm. like you because... I'm all about being real. I know how hard it is to be real. I still have hard times, like sharing even like the grossest parts of me. Like hey, you shared, you peed your pants the other,
4: I day, pants the other day. I peed my pants throwing <laughs> up and peed my pants at the same time. I see it.
3: That, that's where I have a hard time being vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes, it's happening. But it's like I really admire the fact that you're willing to say your truth because, and you're saying this is my truth but i have grown from all of it i like you said i'm not one part of this i right. am this whole picture and i have learned something from all of it yes. i've taken all of it to make me a better person 100% chris and i have made our marriage stronger because of it we've grown to places we would have never gone because we've been willing mm-hmm. to instead of slam down an iron gate mm-hmm. look deep into our souls understand the root of yeah. why this is why we're feeling these ways mm-hmm. why we're having these experiences and we're willing to like Be honest and share and grow together and not hate each other because we're broken humans. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. I could
4: never, ever, ever hate him. Never, never, never. I love him. I know him. Yeah, like I know him. I could never hate him. He can annoy the shit out of me, (laughs) but I couldn't. I could never, ever hate him. We really love each other and care so deeply for one another. And we just want what's best for one another. And and I really hope that we can get that way as just human to human like as a society like front like stop having such ridiculous expectations on people to be grace for yes please we're we're all we're human and we're trying to figure it out nobody knows nobody knows we're just trying our best and we really a, a lot of us were just we're trying. We're trying to make our way. And we we mess up sometimes. And that doesn't mean we're bad people. But also,
3: I feel like if someone is so intense with their judgments and so intense with their rigid lines, there's no way that person hasn't done some stuff. Oh, or have no. some feelings. Right. Or have something that they're there's, ashamed of. Yeah, or have a sure. deep, dark secret. For sure. If you can throw that much hate, then there is something so deep and dark yes. in you could that you you're imagine? not willing to look
4: at. Could you imagine... Some of the things that people say, could you imagine ever saying that to well, another you, human being to
3: speak hate you have to have hate because i think yeah. you can't like i know if i say something that hurts someone's feelings even if it's not hateful even yeah, if it's, it's just kind just of like, harsh yeah, or right. intense or i say <laughs> it or they interpret it wrong yeah that eats me alive. me too <laughs> so i think like whatever level you can like spew some intense intensity or hatred on someone you feel that for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
4: Absolutely. And that makes me sad. It does. It it's really does make me sad. I don't want to see people hurting. And I don't... I I just... Listen. Like, the only way we can grow is by going through stuff and making mistakes and trying. And, and then trying and again. Better. And learning and getting better. And we can't put so much shame on people for their lives, for their mistakes. We can't... Con- just... Shame is a very damaging thing. And you have to you can't grow as long as you're like living hiding in shame. Your way. You can't. You can't. And I'm not going
3: to do it anymore. And you have, and that's why I think saying out loud, like you've been so bold, speaking your truth, saying it all, getting it out there and saying, here I am. This is me. This is my life. This is what's happened. But this is not what defines me, and right. I am still a wonderful, loving, worthy person, and so yes. I am not going to carry my shame around. If you want to carry some shame or hate for me, that's on you. It's totally <laughs> on them. It's their thing. Like, why does it affect them so much? Like my what's going on in them wh- that it bothers yes. them so
4: much? Why why is this such a a thing for you that it gives such a reaction out of you? This is my story,
3: and you're just freeing yourself by saying, "Listen, I'm telling my truth." Because other people. I
4: want other people to have the freedom to to be honest with themselves and with other people because when we put up these false these facades these images of like this is how it is this is look at how great I am. it's not healthy that's not
3: helpful
2: either it's
4: not helpful at all because like marriage is hard parenting is hard and fame we, is fame hard fame is very hard and it's like I know crying your money <laughs> like, people yeah, go say cry that your it's dollar like, bills. it's like it <laughs> more money more problems <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's like it's a it's a it's hard to know unless you're in it and um and the parenting it's hard to really know until you're in it I know and and it's all really hard and if people are just be honest with themselves and with each other and, and we give each other more grace and room for for mistakes and and we can be more vulnerable with one another i like I think that's going to be really healing for and let's for everybody. To heal
3: each other yes. instead of hurt each other. Yes, like like when someone shares something, let's not judge them and throw rocks at them. Let's be like. Okay, let's talk about this yes. and dive into the underlying soul.
4: Exactly. Like situation. What, what was really going on here? Why you know,
3: yeah. Like it, not like, oh let me just hate you and judge you because I don't understand it and that's that wrong.
4: That doesn't help anybody. What good is that gonna None. do? None. Just
3: create more barriers, yes. exclude more people, make mm-hmm. more people feel unworthy and isolated. Yeah. Whereas really there's a bigger issue that mm-hmm. let's all love and have grace and like get to the bottom yeah. of this and just care for each other. So
4: we can all heal. Yeah. Like, cause we have, most of us have a lot of pain inside, a lot of brokenness that we need to heal. And we're just doing things externally and moving through life with all this pain and trying to figure it out and, and do it all the it wrong up. ways. Yeah. And, and it's dangerous. And I, I just don't want to see, like I lost my ex husband to suicide. Um, my, you know, my second child's father died also, when when he was four, and um, he so both he, of your children, so, older yeah, my older children, died? Uh, both uh, both Fathers. died, and um, you know, there there's depression and suicide that has affected, you know, so many people in my life, and shame, carrying shame and feeling that no one's going to understand me. I'm a bad I have all this bad stuff. No one's going to love me. That's very isolating and, and damaging. And I just want people to just know, like, you are okay. You are loved. And you deserve to be here and take up space. And you are not your mistakes.
3: And your story and, is
4: valuable. Yes. And it's just the beginning. You You have so much more to experience and learn and grow from. And you can't give up. And don't let you know what other people think and say to you break you which is so hard it's so hard I I I really struggled with that in a huge way and it kept me from from really living my life and it also made me fill my life with things that that isn't what I need because I was so broken and thought that that was the answer and I just I, I just want people to heal and get better
3: and we can't and, until we start being honest and get real heck Yes, <laughs> drop the mic. Deanna Daughtry in the house. Okay, so usually I end with leave your light, but obviously this whole thing mm-hmm. has been leaving your light and dropping some amazing wisdom. So, what do you, if you had to just wrap it up, what do you want people to know? You've already said it, but you said it all in a million amazing <laughs> words. What is something you just want people to take away and know inspirationally or just about life, what you've learned? I mean, I mean, literally everything you've already said. Yeah, we are we are not our
4: mistakes. And um, just to love one another, that's, that's it. I've said it all.
3: <laughs> you have. Deanna, thank you so thank much you. for coming on here. Thank you for being vulnerable with me. Absolutely. I know this was a terrifying. big deal for you and terrifying. <laughs> and I appreciate you trusting me. Thank you. And sharing your story and being willing to use your story because you know it will help people. And let's already acknowledge if someone has anything hateful to say, we're not listening to them because the big majority of people who listen to this are going to be so inspired by your honesty, your Mm -hmm. vulnerability. You're willing to just be yourself and put it out there. So I appreciate and admire you.
4: And let's just send the people who want to send hate (laughs) lots of love and healing to them so that they don't feel the need to hate. hate.
3: (laughs) I'm going to say, anyone who has something hateful to say, why don't you instead turn it around and go say something nice to someone
4: yes that's a beautiful idea because we need more of that we need to spread love and we need to heal all of us need to heal and we can't as long as we're being negative and like
3: low vibrational so use all that passion that you want to use for hate and instead just turn that passion into giant love and go bless somebody instead. yes let's do that i love that i do too all right let's do it diana thank you so much you're the best thank you
2: Right Rug Flooring.